the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for February 27th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Deputy Commissioner of the NCHC, Michael Weissman. Behind the Mask College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebater discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jet's Pizza is better because it has to be. Two locations in Arizona, six in Colorado. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. By M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, Show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inn and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skates Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our Sunday night staple where Paul and I talk to you about what's happened over the past week in NCAA college hockey. Scott Strandy with you tonight, Centennial, Colorado. My co-host, as always, from that beautiful estate on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you? Uh, yeah, state. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How are things? Because it was 66 degrees here today. Um, I have two words to say to you, and I won't say them because <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Okay, so so let At me tell you this. Anyway. Th- this is Colorado. I found we right. just uh, on the news yesterday or Friday, whatever day it was. They said, we just completed 120 straight hours of uh, below freezing temperatures, daytime or nighttime. And uh, two days later, it's a balmy 66 degrees here as uh, people are out in shorts. It's like, I don't know. It's going to be in the 70s, Paul, by Thursday. I hate you. And then next week, it's going to be in the 30s. 
Whatever, Go right. figure. Well, yeah, well, you know, listen. You know, just as long as you have your limo driver and, and, and they keep rolling out the red carpets, I don't really know why you're too worried about it. Um, you should worry more about the, um, the I don't I don't want to use the, the term because we're talking about hockey and not mental illness, but holy smokes. Um, you have more up and downs in your text messages to me about what goes on on the ice, especially in the NCHC. Oh, goodness. Oh, it's God. wearing me out, Paul. Oh, it's Jesus. wearing me out. You know, it, 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 and I keep telling you every week, it, it's that you just got to, you know, um, two things are true about this conference, and Michael can yell at me later when he, when he comes on if he wants or not. But there are two <laughs> things that are true about this conference. One is that for any team to win on any given night, whether you're the team in first place or the team in eighth place, shouldn't surprise anybody. And and teams are going to go through bad stretches and good stretches. And, and the other thing is, when push comes to shove, one of three teams is going to win the regular season. And it's either going to be um, Eddie Christian, Sue. Once again, Michael can yell at me later. Um, <laughs> your Bulldogs. Or the Pioneers. I mean, geez. I mean, it, this this is not news. <laughs> but you would think, based, if people really saw the text messages that you sent me about the teams in this conference. Oh, my Lord. Well, here's my frustration, and, and and I'm not even going to get into it because we got Michael coming on a little bit, and I want to talk about Air Force last night and uh, the performance by Alex Schilling. But which was great, um, by the way. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, but but before we do that, I just want to tell you that uh, analytics and eyeballs is Monday night, but my right. eyeballs tell me an awful lot about teams. Uh, I can see what's going on, uh, you know, on and off the ice. And when I see something, I, I usually say it. And unfortunately, you're the one that gets my text. Yeah, so well, do, do, do us all a favor. See if you can switch eyes with somebody because, oh, God almighty. Uh, anyway, let, let's talk about Air Force before Michael comes on. And I don't know if you gave him a new title or not. I thought he was the associate. Commissioner, I'm going to ask him, and you call him the deputy. deputy. And you call, okay, I'm going to find out which one it is in a little bit. Right there behind Josh Fenton. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So anyway, um, uh, I want to tell you about last night. I I went down to Air Force, and I knew I was going to get a good game because uh, once they lose in overtime on Friday night, you knew Frank Saratori had something up his sleeve uh, for Saturday night, and and I just felt it. Um, and Alex Schilling, the only senior on that roster, it was his night. It was for Alex. They played for Alex. They knew it was his night. And I thought Frank said it best in the post game. And I posted this, uh, this little clip, uh, on social media today. He said, I looked at Demi, Chad Demers on the bench before the start of overtime. And I said, I can see in Alex right now that he's not going to let us lose this game. Somehow, some way, Alex is going to pull it out. Uh, he went a period and um, a 
portion of overtime without allowing a goal on senior night. And he looked cool as a cucumber. Uh, even after the game, when I had a chance to visit with him for a little bit, he, went he the was whole so game cool. without giving up a goal. I, that's what I said. A game, didn't I say a game? And a, no, you said a period in overtime. Okay. Uh, okay, I said a game, game, a game and a period in overtime. Um, so he, he was absolutely incredible. He just completely stood in his head. The guys played for him. They couldn't muster a goal. It was 0-0 to go to overtime. Finally, Nate Horn. Nothing. nothing. Um, and, yeah, okay. And finally, Nate Horn gets a goal uh, in overtime after it looked like uh, RIT was going to score three times in overtime. Nate Horn finally puts one by the RIT goaltender, who, by the way, was fantastic as well yeah, uh, yeah. to get a one nothing win. And and Frank was more excited about the fact that that they were getting the week off. Um, well, oh, let me yeah. rephrase that. He was excited about two things. Number one, first that they were getting by. yeah the first round by, and secondly, is when they do hit the ice again, it's going to be against Army. And and he told us in the post game that. Um, what that meant was they were going to play a, a battle-tested Army team, and the winner of that series would go to the Atlantic Final Four, and um, either one, whether it's Air Force or Army, would be battle-tested and ready to go in that Final Four. And he was more proud about that than I think anything else on the night, uh, with the exception of Alex. Well, Schilling was great all weekend. Um it was definitely a battle of goaltending over the weekend. And, um, you know, it's not a surprise that both of those games went to overtime. Um, the Both games were kind of played that way, very much playoff style. And, you know, you just you got that feel right off the bat. Uh, there was a lot of that this weekend all over the place. And if you thought it was like that this weekend, and maybe you did, maybe you didn't, wait till next weekend because um, between the NCHC and Hockey East, nothing is settled. There are yeah. heavy odds in favor of some people, but nothing is settled. So yeah. It'll be Unlike the Big Ten. where a scoreboard um... watching. Well, honestly, it, all the other conferences – I mean. The, the other conferences too, Atlantic Hockey, they're 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 all set to go. Uh, the Big Ten, uh, they're all set to go. CCHA is all set to go next weekend, and the ECAC is all set to go. Um, now, you would think by this point that there were uh, some things settled in the other two conferences, but there really aren't. Uh, whether you're talking about the top of the conference or the bottom of the conference. So you're going to go into this weekend with a lot of games and a lot of scoreboard watching. Um, uh, for example, in, in, in Hockey East, Merrimack in second place with 41 points. Uh, you go down all the way to the seventh place team in Providence, who's off this weekend. So, I mean, they're the one idle team in the, in the conference. But – UMass is it hasn't got it clinched. Northeastern is tied with Merrimack. Lowell is one point back. UConn is three points back, along with BU. Uh, so it is by no stretch settled. And even at the bottom, BC is one point ahead of New Hampshire. Vermont and Maine are a couple of points apart. Holy smokes. And 
you know, we already know about the the, the NCHC. Uh, those middle four teams can still do a lot of damage. Uh, CC and Miami are not settled. Uh, so it is all over the place. Yep, that is for sure. So let's do this since um, we've got a great guest coming on. We've got Michael Weissman joining us shortly. Let's take one quick break. Let's come back and let's bring him on. I think he's the associate commissioner. We'll ask him. Uh, we'll be right back in about two minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. Tonight, it's NCHC hockey fans. Scott Serendi with you from Centennial, Colorado tonight, where it was a balmy 66 degrees today after 120 hours of below freezing temperatures. And Paul Hornstein joining me as always from beautiful Long Island, New York, where he's probably about 10 feet below sea level in his basement. Paul, it's our pleasure to welcome back to the show the Associate Commissioner of the NCHC, Michael Weisman. Michael, let's let's solve this right away. Are you Associate or Deputy Commissioner? You're, you're correct, Scott. I am Associate Commissioner. Oh, so you're, you're, I feel so good now. <laughs> yes, you're doing your homework, so I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's always a pleasure to uh, talk some hockey with you guys. It's been a little while, I feel like, so it's good, yeah, good to be well, back with you guys. Yeah, well, we're always glad to have you on, Michael, uh, even if you've just now made Scott's head so big that he's not going to be able to get it through <laughs> his door. 
Well, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad Scott's getting to experience the Colorado weather, you know, quick, quickly because he was describing the drastic temperature change. But that's that's pretty standard, Scott. I gotta say, I know you're kind of new to the state, but uh, it's, it's it's pretty normal for to have like you know one day in the it. 70s in February and then the next day in the 20s. So that that I'll was actually it. that was quite a stretch of uh, cold cold temps, like you said. I, I can't remember in the time I've been out here which is over eight years, uh, having quite that stretch of single digits and negative temperatures. So, Was the sun out at least? Today was beautiful, like Scott oh, said. I went, for a nice, I went for a nice walk. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Okay, let's jump into this thing, uh, Michael, because the NCHC is, uh, is unbelievable. As Paul, if you probably heard earlier, I sent Paul text messages because I whine like crazy oh my God, about our NCHC nuts. teams, especially the three that we are, are the two that we cover in Denver and Colorado College. And it sure appears uh, that Denver and Colorado College are not only going to play this weekend to finish the regular season, but are going to see a first-round matchup as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely possible. Uh, CC's one point ahead of Miami. And, and so right now, if the standings were to end, or if the season ended today and the matchups were announced, they would definitely go head-to-head in the 2-7 matchup. Uh, Denver hasn't quite been eliminated from the Penrose Cup. They rallied on Saturday at Omaha to, to stay in the chase for that. So there's still a chance they could catch North Dakota and get the one seed. Uh, North Dakota is actually at Omaha this weekend. Um, and Miami with the big win, uh, I guess most would call it an upset over Minnesota Duluth on Saturday. They're only one point back of CC, so uh, they're at Western Michigan this weekend, so or next weekend. So, um, still lots to be decided. I heard you guys say nothing's been decided, uh, and that's that's accurate. Nothing's been decided. No seeds have been decided. Um, but yes, it's it's interesting how it's shaping up. You could have uh, rivals Denver and CC playing. You could have Minnesota Duluth and Saint Cloud State, who are meeting uh, next weekend, could play again in the first round as well. So, certainly uh, shaping up to be some interesting first round matchups. And 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 these and. And, you know, if you're sitting there and, and, and you're Western and, and you're playing Miami, uh, even though you're playing them at home, these games still matter. I mean, you got seeding in the pairwise, and you don't want ha- to take a chance and have to play on the road. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Western I mean, Michigan – yeah, I mean, Western actually has locked up home ice, so they're, they're in okay shape there, but – they can certainly be caught by Minnesota Duluth and, and fall to the four seed there. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it's just, and and it's not like there's a, a lot of things where you need two games. You know, uh, you want to finish as high as you can. Um, you know, Miami and CC are one point apart, like you said. Duluth and St. Cloud are two points apart. Uh, you think people would rather play? Nobody wants to play at St. Cloud, um, if for no other reason of they're the only ones that play on the big sheet. Isn't it better to keep them and play? You know, you want to play them on the road and and, and have a home ice advantage. Yeah, St. Cloud State's definitely, I would say, more lethal at, on the big sheet on the Olympic-sized ice at home. They use their speed and um, can really get out wide and and get in their transition game up and down the ice. So. Um, that, that series, they're, they're at Duluth uh, next weekend. But as you said, they're only two points apart. So um, if St. Cloud can somehow make up those two points, uh, you know, and, and could get home ice there, um, they would still they would meet again a, a week later, but uh, in the opposite venue. Uh, they, did, they did tie twice in St. Cloud. They played a pair of Tuesday makeup games over the last uh, couple of weeks here. That series was postponed from January. But 
um, they did, did get those games in and they both ended up in ties and went to shootouts. So uh, maybe not the results uh, some would have expected there, but uh, certainly those, those will be tight battles next weekend and potentially in the quarterfinals if they meet again. Oh, so Michael, way, can we have, let... can we have, hold on, hold on. Can we have more of those, Michael? Can more, <laughs> more of those no. Tuesday or no. Tuesday games? Oh, you, the midweek? No, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of the midweek games. I'm sorry there. Uh, it really no, throws I, a I wrench. Like it throws a wrench into my, you know, weekly schedule. We have a set schedule. And, um, I, I like, I like the way college hockey works. If I wanted midweek games, I would have stuck to college basketball or, or volleyball or some of those that play in the middle of the week that I used to work when I worked uh, back at Miami in my previous job. So, uh, no, so I like our schedule. I know fans like it. They got spoiled in the pod, right? Everyone. Got that's, Paul. that's Paul. That that's me, Paul. That's <laughs> Paul. Michael, let, let me ask you this. Um, Working for the NCHC, you have to absolutely love this, don't you? Coming down to the stretch with the, or the very end of the regular season and have everything as tight as it is. I mean, isn't that a dream for a conference uh, leadership? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly makes things exciting for the fans, makes things interesting. As we were kind of talking about with Western Michigan, it makes every game meaningful, right? If if a team was locked into their seed, you know, maybe there's not as much to play for now there's certainly pairwise considerations NCAA tournament uh, at large burst to consider. But um, yeah, if a team was locked into their seed, maybe there's not as much motivation to play or maybe a guy, um, you know, they rest a goaltender or rest a player who they feel needs a little break. And so, um, you know, the, the parody and the difficulty, uh, uh, you know, top to bottom in our conference, I think is what helps create what you're seeing in some of these tight, tight races for various seeds. And um, certainly, uh, as you said, it makes it exciting down the stretch for, for everyone. Let me follow that up by saying this. Uh, I went to Colorado Springs last weekend to watch Colorado College in Miami, and I got some texts from a few people saying, like, why are you going to watch two bottom feeders, if you will? That was a term that somebody used to me, and I'm going like, hey, these two games are going to be really, really good, and they did not disappoint. And uh, as you can see in the standings, uh, 18 points for Colorado College, 17 for Miami. Um it, it was really good hockey. And uh, I think the parody in, in NCAA hockey this year is just off the charts. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I got to uh, the pleasure of enjoying one of those games uh, with you, Scott. So, yeah, the both both going to overtime. Uh, both <laughs> going to overtime. <laughs> both going to overtime were, were definitely exciting finishes. So, yeah, like you said, you, you can't discount any team in our conference. And you never know what uh, what game is going to bring. I don't think too many people expected Miami to shut out Minnesota Duluth on Saturday night either. So, um, you know, you, you just never know. Uh, Colorado College took St. Cloud State to overtime earlier in the season. Um, you know, anyone's capable of beating anyone on any given night, which makes the quarterfinals all that more exciting too, right? I mean, yeah, you got to win two out of three, but the very first season of our conference, Miami actually was the eight seed, uh, went to St. Cloud State, who was the one seed, and upset them. Uh, to advance to the frozen faceoff, went all the way to the championship game, um, and then a loss to Denver, who was actually the sixth seed. So um, we've we've seen some upsets lately. It's been a little bit more uh, chalk, so to speak, where the the top teams seem to advance. But we we certainly have some history going back to our earlier years of, of lower seeds pulling upsets. Well, listen, you know, even if they don't win the two out of three, you know, forcing the higher seeds to that third game, nobody wants to play that third game. You know, if you're the higher seed, you, you, you've, you've now put yourself in a situation where you've got an extra game where you're one and done. One and, less day of rest, too, going into the frozen face-off if, if you were to win. 
yeah, I mean, you you lose you lose some rest time, um, you lose some re, and and you know when you're sitting, in, we all know what happens in a one and done, where any fluky bounce, yep, uh, uh you know any sort of we've seen it, you know, in any way we you want to talk about a bounce off the boards, a bounce off a stick, uh, somebody trips over a blue line. We've seen these things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. When you know nobody really, if you're a favorite, wants to be in those one and dones. Yeah, I think you know obviously the pressure would be on the home team and on the higher seed there. And yeah, as you said, if you go to a uh, a winner take all game, it's anything can happen. Um, we've seen upsets certainly in the NCAA tournament, which is a one and done scenario where um, four seeds are beating one seeds. And uh, so yeah, anything can happen in those games. A goalie gets hot. Um, you know, a penalty doesn't go your way, something like that. And um, all it takes is one goal in the back of the net, and you can be in some trouble. So um, I, I'm excited, uh, as we talked about on, uh, a little bit earlier, it's, it's an exciting time of the year uh, to heading into the quarterfinals and then uh, ultimately leads to the frozen face-off in St. Paul. So uh, certainly getting ready for that and getting geared up for that. That's now, where just, I wanted to go hold next. On, hold on, hold on. I just, I just I want to just clear this up, even though I kind of know what the answer is. And you're playing these <laughs> two out of three series Um you know, not everybody might know this, but uh, even if a team is playing at home, is that second game have a switch on the designated home team? Or is, say, if you're the one seed, you're officially the home team for all three games? Uh, that's actually a good question. I believe they do switch, but I would need to double check on that. Okay. Well, because... It really, really only affects the, the line change. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I, I'm not so sure on that. Because I certainly know from a stats standpoint, the home team is is always the host team. Um, okay. So I'm, because I'm sure I've that. seen it done both ways, so that's why I asked. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I have to, to look that up in our, our policies and procedures, but um, I All don't right. I don't believe that I don't believe that that's part of the home ice advantage is you get last okay. change on on the games. Okay, so so now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> let me ask you about the frozen faceoff because it's back in St. Paul, uh, really where it belongs. Nothing to, uh, to take away, nothing from North Dakota, but uh, it's Absolutely. back to where it should be. Uh, tell everybody, Michael, how everything plays out uh, as far as the awards and the games and, and all that stuff and how they can get tickets and, and if they can't get there, how they can watch it on nchc.tv. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, it's a kind of a three-day thing. We only have games on Friday and Saturday, but we try to add some fan events and add some other uh, activities to kind of make it a full weekend. So um, starting on Thursday, uh, we'll, teams will have practice at Excel Energy Center, which is open to the public. Um, so the first practice starts at 10, 15 central time, uh, and then they kind of go every hour and 15 minutes, I want to say. Um, so basically kind of throughout the day. So fans who are in town on Thursday are welcome to come watch their team practice. Um, and then as you alluded to in the evening, uh, we will have our NCHC award celebration, which we haven't unfortunately had the last couple of years due to COVID, uh, but we will be uh, gathering uh, the four participating teams and our staff and um, some media and coaches and um, some other select guests uh, and present all our uh, year-end annual awards. So player of the year, coach of the year, rookie of the year, uh, all those fun awards uh, will be announced uh, at a nice uh, banquet. Uh, We try to keep it relatively short, or Josh likes to keep it relatively short. So it's usually only about an hour, maybe a little longer, but um, it's really not open to the public, but it will be streamed for free uh, on NCHC TV. That's Thursday, March 17th in the evening. 
Um, so that'll be available for fans to watch, um, even though we won't really open it up to the public for fans. Um, however, fans who are in uh, St. Paul um, will be able to skate on the Excel Energy, uh, Energy Center ice that Thursday night uh, after the award celebration. We'll have our annual fan skate again, uh, where fans can uh, go on the same ice that the Frozen Faceoff we played on, the same ice that the Minnesota Wild play on, uh, and skate for about an hour and a half from 7 to 8.30 Central Time. Um, so that's kind of a nice activity for the, the fans in town and the local Minnesota uh, natives who are there in, in the Twin Cities. Uh, it's always a fun event for kids. Um, I think you have to bring your own skates. I'm not sure that they'll have skate rental, but um, there's more information on our website, nchchockey.com. Um, so that's Thursday. And then Friday, uh, we get into game day. So we have both semifinals on Friday. Um, first game is at uh, 4 o'clock Central, and the second game is at 730 uh, both those games are on CBS Sports Network, um, so they're actually not available on NCHC TV uh, due to streaming rights with CBS Sports Network, but they're on national television, CBS Sports Network. Uh, press conferences will be streamed after those games on NCHC TV, so anyone who wants to watch the press conferences can check that out on NCHC TV. Uh, and then Saturday, um, in the past years, we've actually had a third-place game, uh, but we've done away with that this year, and there'll actually be a Minnesota Wild game Saturday afternoon of our championship uh, Saturday. They'll play the Chicago Blackhawks at 1 o'clock Central. Uh, and then our championship game will be that evening after the Wild Blackhawks game is over. Uh, we'll have our championship game Saturday night. So uh, certainly a jam-packed weekend. Uh, lots to do for fans. Lots of hockey. Four games of hockey. The Wild game uh, is a separate ticket, so that's not included as part of the Frozen Faceoff tickets. But uh, certainly another option for fans to go check out some great hockey, some NHL hockey uh, in an NHL building. So uh, we're excited. Uh, I know our coaches uh, are happy that the third place game is going away. I know some fans liked it. Some fans maybe didn't. Did did, did kind of guarantee fans two games uh, in the Twin Cities. So we understand that aspect of it. But, um, you know, our coaches uh, felt like it just didn't have the meaning to it. And um, we're happy to get rid of it and able to replace it with a wild game. So uh, you can you can check out all the information, nchchockey.com backslash frozen faceoff. Uh, for information, nchchockey.com backslash tickets uh, for ticket information or to purchase tickets. Um, yeah, so we're, we're excited. Uh, that's that's where our focus is right now. Lots of planning, getting ready for that here in uh, less than three weeks, which is hard to believe. Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. Go ahead, Paul. Well, I was going to say, I, I was not aware of this fan skate thing. That's a pretty nifty thing. Uh, yeah, so we've, uh, we've done that uh, – Really since uh, we moved to – actually, we did a Target Center a little bit too, but since we moved to Excel, we did it in 2018, 2019. Uh, and then we, have, unfortunately, haven't been there the last couple of years. Right. So, yeah, it's a nice little event uh, where fans uh, who are local or in town for the weekend can, can go skate on the ice. I assume that draws a lot of little kids? Yep. Usually it's families, uh, little kids. Uh, you know, they watch the wild games, and then they can go say they skate on the same ice as the wild. So uh, it's a nice little treat for – for the local people. Cause I don't think uh, the local Minnesotans get to go on the Excel ice very often. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool. So the quarterfinals are coming up in two weeks, then the uh, frozen face off. And then if you're in Colorado, uh, like Michael and I are, uh, you're going to get treated to another uh, West regional NCAA uh, event uh, the following weekend. So uh, how, how excited are you for the conference to have uh it appears anyway, there's going to be uh, a team from the NCHC, at least one, uh, right out here in Denver and Loveland. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, I, I was at, uh, I went to the regional last year and they did a great job hosting it, even though they couldn't really, uh, 
you know, fill it with fans. I think they had family and, and maybe some select uh, friends and fans there. Um, and, and Omaha was at the regional. Unfortunately, they lost in the first round. That was actually the night of the infamous five overtime game. Scott, I, you probably remember that. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I do. I, I know. I know you had some adventures that night, as did I. So. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's exciting that uh, their Loveland's hosting again, and and uh, thankfully this year Denver will be there, and so as the host, they are guaranteed to play in Loveland. Uh, likely as the one seed, I guess they need to check the latest pairwise here, but right now they're sitting at three. So they would be the one seed uh, in, in the Loveland regional. Um, and given the number of two seed teams we have, I'd say there's a decent chance that uh, the two seed would also be an NCHC team out here since um, the other three regionals uh, aren't exactly uh, Midwest or, or anywhere near the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> they all favor. I, I, I don't know. Paul I don't know Hornsey. how many people know where Allentown, Pennsylvania is, but it's definitely closer to uh, Paul than it is to uh, any of our teams. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I actually was there a few years ago when ASU made their uh, debut in the in the tournament, and um, I, I know the NCAA likes to, to to pick things here, and 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 I, and I know that is one of the complaints that people have had for a while now is uh, you have three uh, regionals usually in the, the Northeast and somehow there's only one that would be considered even close to West. And hopefully that changes a little bit um, because obviously selling tickets is important. Um, do you now, as the fact that Denver is the host team and will be, uh, in Loveland, even if they drop a few spots in the pairwise, uh, is that still run by Denver, or do you now um, take the lead in that? And because it's an NCAA event, no, Denver would still host the regional, even if I mean they 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 can't fall out of the NCAA tournament. But like last year, for example, they were the host; they were still the host, even though they weren't in the tournament. Denver, right. it was Denver staff running the tournament, Denver personnel running the tournament okay. for the regional. So yeah, I mean, the, you, you certainly don't have to be in the NCAA tournament to host a regional, the, the way those work. And I guess maybe to clarify a little bit um, about what you were talking about with three regionals in the Northeast. So technically the Allentown regional is the Midwest regional. Yeah. Um, it, the, you know, it's just the geographical title doesn't exactly line up with where Allentown truly is. Um, but, you know, last year there was a regional, I think of the, that five OT game was in Sioux Falls. Um, so that was, you know, a true Midwest regional because you still had Loveland as the West regional. Uh, part of the issue is, you know, cities don't bid, cities in the Midwest don't bid or don't have arenas to use um, for, for the regionals. Uh, I know Toledo has hosted once or twice before. Grand Rapids, Michigan's hosted a couple times. Um, you know, Excel Energy Center is almost too big for a regional. They're, they're more right. of a frozen foresight. Um, so it's just, it's limited options. I know Iowa has some arenas, whether it's USHL or AHL teams, but they haven't really seemed to, to bid on regionals, um, or hosted regionals. So Sioux Falls, Fargo have hosted, uh, uh, regionals, but sometimes they're the West, sometimes they're the Midwest, depending on where the other regionals are. Um, so it's, 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 well, you know, I, I half jokingly kind of scoffed at where Allentown is. I don't, it's not all the, <laughs> N it's not all the NSA's fault. I'll defend them oh, a little oh. bit. I mean, they, no, they no, no, I get it. Um, they could probably do a better job of trying to, to get host cities to bid. You know, some of that goes to guarantees and things like that. Right. Um, you know, cities just don't feel it's maybe worth bidding because they're going to, you know, break even at best or potentially lose money, things like that. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's a something to the NSA making it a better, a better deal for arenas to want to bid on it. 
so they have more options in the Midwest. Because that I think it's not that they don't want to give it to someone in the Midwest. My guess is literally no one in the Midwest bid. Yeah, so, well, hopefully you know. with uh, Augustana coming in a couple of years, uh, that'll be yeah, a I mean, place. Yeah, I mean, North Dakota, the University of North Dakota has hosted in Sioux Falls. That's where the 5OT game was last year. They've also hosted right. in, in Fargo. Um, so they, they've alternated a little bit. I know those will host again here coming up uh, in the next couple of years. So I'm not sure why this year was a, an off year for them. Well, but. and I can also tell you two things. I think Arizona State would love to host in their new NHL building on campus um, when they get a chance. Uh, that, well, that, so would that, be, that would so be a good True West site. So that's another issue is the NCAA has typically not awarded regionals to uh, an actual campus arena, which is why you never see it hosted at an actual campus rink. They did it one time. Notre Dame hosted it in 2015. They hosted a regional again because there were no Midwest options. Um, But yeah, notice none of those are uh, NCAA rinks and and really never are NCAA rinks. The NCAA kind of doesn't want to give that home ice advantage playing in a home rink so well totally i agree that's a, that's a perfect size for a regional and definitely would count as a, a west regional the nca is unlikely uh to give it to arizona state because it's their home rink let, let me confirm something else um i was up in loveland for an ahl game on sunday and i can confirm that there will be no masks required in loveland and uh, those people are crazy hockey fans they are going to pack that place especially after last year not being able to attend I would expect the Loveland Regional to be one of the most, if not the most attended and possibly the rowdiest. Yeah, I mean, with Denver there, I would think they'll, they should certainly bring a lot of fans. And, uh, you know, if North Dakota were to get sent there as, as the two seed, you know, they'll travel well. So um, it, it certainly oh, could be. Don't, a... don't even go there, Michael. Send North Dakota somewhere else. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, right, right now, it would actually be if they were to stick to the true pairwise, Minnesota and North Dakota should be in the same regional wherever they would get sent. But okay. Well, we it like it. It would be West. It would be Western Michigan actually out here. So. Well, um, let's, if, they were, let's, if they were to stick uh, to the true, but they, they don't always stick to the true, uh, <laughs> true pairwise numbers there. They were smart. They would, you know. I would not send, uh, just for financial reasons, I would not send North Dakota to Loveland because you're, you're going to get a, a – a, I mean, that's close enough where where the Denver fans will go. Yep. Um, the North Dakota fans will go anywhere. So yes. why would you want to yeah. send them to Denver? Send them – I don't know. Don't punish them and send them to Albany, but – Allentown, um, <laughs> maybe, or something? Yes. Penn, Penn State's not going to be in the tournament, so. No, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I've been to Albany, and I've been, I was in Allentown, and I've been to Worcester. Uh, Worcester is much nicer. So. Let, let, let me say this as well. Uh, it, by all indications, there's going to be five NCHC teams in the tournament, unless something really bizarre happens. Yeah, as long and, as Minnesota Duluth stays above 500. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if uh, if something crazy should happen, there could actually be six, couldn't there, Michael? Uh, if Omaha makes a run, they they uh, according to the CHN probability matrix, they do still have. Uh, I think it was like a five to ten percent chance to get uh, in the tournament. So, well, I, I'm trying to give the Colorado College Tigers hope. If they win the uh, Frozen Faceoff, oh, well, they're in, talking- right? If you're talking, at, yeah, and the the auto, the winner of the frozen faceoff gets an automatic bid. So, uh, yeah, whoever wins the frozen faceoff will automatically qualify for 
the NCAA tournament. So yeah, all, all eight of our teams are, are alive uh, to still make the NCAA tournament, which um, is why it's important to not be in like the 15th or 16th spot in the paralyzed. You want to be really above kind of that 13, that 13 or 12 spot. Cause you never know when uh, at large bids are going to be stolen by a team outside the paralyzed. Now, Michael, I, 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 I tell people flat out that um, my deep dive into college hockey obviously started when when scott invited me to, to start doing this with him you know um, so i don't have the uh, the recall or the depth of knowledge that that someone who's been around the college game for a lot longer uh, but I, as i sit here and look at the pairwise uh, do you remember a year where there were this many teams bunched together the way these teams are uh, if even if you separate them into kind of different venn diagrams you can include a lot of different scenarios uh anywhere from the three spot where denver is right now all the way down to uh, let's say 17 or 18 with clarkson and providence do you remember a year it was this crazy? Um, you, are you talking about just like the competitiveness of the teams or the, the closeness of the actual pairwise numbers? Yeah, both. Uh, you know, in terms of the pairwise, it's it's always tight. I mean, it's a it's a mathematical formula. So to be honest, I don't I don't really look at the numbers. I just look where the teams are ranked because that's really right. all that matters. Um, right. So um, you know, are the numbers closer this year than in past years? Uh, probably not, to be honest. I would guess they're probably about the same as they usually are. Okay. Um, because there's so many teams that, you know, the numbers are always very tight. Um, you know, for example, in 2018, uh, the, the, when Minnesota won the first of their back-to-back -back national titles, they snuck in as the last at-large team by one one-thousandth of a, a point or a decimal. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not uncommon for things to be extremely, extremely tight uh, in the pairwise, um, you know, in terms of maybe how open it is this year, I, I would say it's, you know, you have a kind of those couple teams at the top, maybe those top, you know, Minnesota state, Michigan, you know, Denver, maybe, you know, Minnesota, they've all really been there kind of the top North Dakota to some extent. Um, but it's really, it is really, I would say pretty open and competitive. I mean, all the way down through 21 Omaha in the pairwise, uh, like I was saying, according to that college hockey matrix, college hockey news matrix still has a chance to to qualify for the NCAA tournament. So that, that's impressive that, you know, a team all the way in 21st can, can still make it with only a couple of weekends to go. Michael, I told uh, our, our uh, mutual friend, Jordan McAlpine, and also my co-host on Monday night, I said, I would not be shocked if Omaha ran the table the last three weeks. They almost did. Uh, they, they've got two more games to go, obviously, but um it, that that just talks about the parody with Omaha has been up and down, up and down, and and they had an opportunity. They still do to win five out of their last six, and that might be enough to propel them close anyway. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it looked for a little while uh, on Saturday like they were going to get the sweep of Denver there, and North Dakota was going to clinch the Penrose Cup uh, at home um, until Denver rallied in the third period there. But yeah, Omaha. Uh, kind of a hard team to figure out, right? They have some really, really good wins. Um, you know, they got swept at Miami, actually lost three times to Miami. Um, so that, that's probably what's, you know, maybe lowering their pairwise a little bit is uh, losses to Miami. And they also have a couple losses to Colorado College. 
Uh, both of those teams are in the 40s in the pairwise, I believe. So that's probably what's hurting them. But yeah, Omaha, I mean, they, they get swept by Miami, then they come home and sweep St. Cloud State, almost sweep Denver, and then they get to host North Dakota. So that's quite the gauntlet uh, they have to finish out with there. But uh, also an opportunity, like you were saying, to, uh, you know, if they were to able to, to you know, somehow sweep North Dakota or even get a win, that would certainly uh, boost them in the pairwise. And then heading into the quarterfinals, they'll have another tough opponent, uh, you know, likely whoever the three seed is. Uh, they can still get to the five seed, so they could place the four seed, but uh, they'll have another chance to get some big wins there. And then uh, they've actually, they're the only team to never make the frozen face-off. So uh, perhaps, perhaps this is the year, Scott. I don't know. Oh, that's a nugget. Okay. A final, final two for me. And then I think Paul probably has one more for you, but um, mine, mine are this. Um, when I look at, at the way everything's rolling right now, um, how are things going with Josh? We know Josh is, uh, is moving on uh, in April, but how's he doing? Because a lot of people ask me, they go, have you seen Josh Fenton? How's he doing? That's a really good question. Uh, he's busy. He's a very busy guy these days. <laughs> Running two leagues. He's, uh, he's on the move a lot. Um, to be honest, I don't see him a ton myself these days, um, but we're certainly in communication a lot. Um, I think he was in the office only a handful of days in the month of January. Uh, and he's been in and out in February at various uh, con- conferences. Uh, and he's also been up in Sioux Falls a couple times, a couple weeks he's gone up there. He was up there not this past week, but the week before. Uh, and then he's actually going back up to Sioux Falls uh, the latter half of this week uh, through the weekend because the Summit League uh, men's and women's basketball tournament is going on in Sioux Falls. So he'll be up there for that. Um, so, yeah, he's a very busy guy. Um, he's someone who – uh, is extremely organized and punctual and on top of things. And I can, I can imagine it is uh, eating at him and frustrating him to maybe not be as on top of things <laughs> or maybe running around a little bit more than he would like to and not, uh, you know, on, on top of every little detail like he always is. Uh, but he's, but he's, he's, you know, working really hard, making sure our frozen faceoff is in good shape. Um, we have, uh, he has gotten some help with Eric Martinson, who is, uh, an associate, I think he's associate AD at North Dakota, kind of on the operations side, um, who's been helping us a lot with our frozen face-off and planning for that. So I know that's been a big help for Josh and kind of planning our, our tournament while he's dealing with Summit League things as well as our uh, our tournament and other things in the NCHC. So um, he's, he's good, but uh, he's definitely busy. He actually was up in Grand Forks last night, uh, a very quick trip after uh, after Denver lost on Friday that opened the window for North Dakota clinched the Penrose Cup last night, which they almost did if Omaha had swept. Um, and so he flew up to Grand Forks, which <laughs> he maybe wasn't the happiest uh, about. He, you know, he was kind of happy to, I think, finally have a weekend at home with his kids. He was supposed to uh, coach or, or take his kid to a hockey game Saturday morning in Denver. And, uh, of course, ended up having to go to the airport and go to Grand Forks. But uh, so, he was a good but... sport about it. And then, he then uh, of course, you know, didn't, didn't end up presenting it. So. Uh, all, all so let, let me now, ask you so. this. This just popped into my head. Does he have to travel with a cup on a deal like that? Take it with him? Well, so we have two, we have two cups. We have uh, North Dakota has one because they're the actually the two-time defending champions. So there's right. already one in Grand Forks. So okay. we, would just, we would have just presented them that one. So uh, if okay. they win it, it uh, it's easy enough. They'll, they'll take it with them to Omaha uh, so we can present it there if they were to clinch it in Omaha. And then we also have another one in our office. Uh, so if if North, if North Dakota were to falter this uh, coming weekend and Denver were to, to sweep or make up fi- uh, the five points or four points that they need to make up, uh, we have a Penrose Cup here that uh, I would get to present to, to Denver either at CC or, at, well, I guess it would have to be 
I believe at Denver because they wouldn't be able to clinch it until Saturday night. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And the final one for me is uh, with all the COVID stuff over the last two years, um, do you have, I'm guessing you do have some kind of idea of what the COVID restrictions are going to be uh, come tournament time and especially at the frozen faceoff? Yeah, good question. Um, so we actually had some positive news on this recently. Uh, for the frozen faceoff, it's, it's really, we're just following City of St. Paul and Excel Energy Center guidelines for the most part. Um, and so the City of St. Paul did have a mask mandate uh, that they had actually renewed uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but then earlier this week, they actually got rid of it, repealed it, I think related to the CDC's change in kind of mask guidelines. Um, and so uh, right, as of right now, um, really no, no restrictions on, for fans, no uh, masks are not required, no vaccination checks or negative COVID test checks. Um, they'll have to go through, you know, like an x-ray machine, kind of like you do, uh, you know, walking through an airport, but um, that's not COVID related, certainly. Um, so yeah, that, that was some good news. Uh, obviously, that's subject to change. Like I said, we're just kind of following the city of St. Paul Energy Center guidelines. Um, but right now, masks will not be required for fans. We will still ask media uh, to wear masks because they'll be interacting with players uh, at press conferences and things like that. So we will ask media to wear masks. But for fans, uh, they, they do not need to wear masks, which is, which is good news. Okay, my two questions are, one, as long as uh, Scott was on the commissioner bandwagon there, do we have a timetable for naming his replacement? Or... Yes. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, Sorry. So, uh, no, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> the, our athletic directors and, and presidents and chancellors are, are certainly moving on that. Um, I know they've hired a search firm uh, that'll kind of be leading that charge. Um, I think um, they would be like to maybe be a little further along uh, than they are, as maybe would I. <laughs> um, knowing that Josh is done April 10th, I believe, is, or 11th right. is his last official day. Um, granted he'll probably, you know, have to help with some transition things and maybe at our annual meetings, which actually fall after that. But, um, yeah, I think, I think we'd like to be close to having someone in place kind of come that mid April, late April timeframe. Um, you know, we hold our annual meetings, uh, down in Naples, Florida, which coincides with the coaches convention down there. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have, those are where we hold our annual meetings. And so, you know, I think the thought is, or at least in my opinion, it would be nice to have the new commissioner there. So they can, you know, really get inundated with things, start to learn things, make some decisions on things. Cause we talk about all sorts of stuff at the annual meetings and make decisions on how, you know, we're going to proceed in the, the upcoming year. So um, Josh, I think would just talk about potentially being down there to help run some of that and explain some things. But uh, my, my thought and hope um, would be that they would at least be named whether they would officially have started by then or not, you know, but maybe they're at least available to be at those meetings and, uh, be around them. So I'm thinking the mid to April, uh, mid to late April timeframe is, is what we're looking at. But, but as I said, uh, the search firm, I believe is just kind of getting up and going. I, I know we'll be announcing something here in the next week or two uh, that maybe we'll have a little more official timeline on it. All right. And the, and the last one for me is um, more related to you specifically as you sit at home and you're throwing on four games at once on your computer screen how big is the screen because are you using because i sit here and try to watch the, the and and uh, i don't know it's like shining a flashing disco ball light in my eyes and i'm like all over the place and, uh, and trying to figure out uh you know am i missing anything how big is the screen you're looking on because i might have to use a bigger screen 
Yeah, no, you're you're hitting all the good questions. Uh, I'm going to use this as <laughs> as, uh, as 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 an excuse for the NCHC to buy me a like a desktop big monitor at my apartment because uh, for the most part I just use my laptop um, and then oh. I also, I can also I have Roku so I, I watch a game on my big screen like 55 inch television um, but that doesn't have the multi screen option so I, I just watch one game on. Uh, Roku usually, and then I have yeah uh, two or three games on my laptop. If the game's on CBS, I'm obviously watching the game on CBS Sports Network on my television, and then the other three games on NCHE TV. So it's not ideal, um, but we do have the we do have the quad view, which makes it nice to be able to kind of monitor all games at once. Um, and Sam Keeney, who's our digital content coordinator, uh, between the two of us, we're kind of sitting here monitoring, clipping all the games, creating highlight packages, live tweeting when. Uh, we have big goals or, or great saves, things like that. So, all right. So you have um, help. Yeah. So it's not it's not just me. It's it's me and, and Sam, our, our digital content coordinator. She does a great job. She's a new addition for this year that's helped us kind of pump out all sorts of new video content and uh, content for social media, um, along with content on the weekends. So, uh, yeah. Thankfully, it's not just me. And her her setup is much better than mine. She's a <laughs> she's a true video person. So she has like three three screens and. Um, you know, I just have my measly little laptop that I'm trying to work <laughs> off of. So and, it's, and t- let it's me tough tell to you, be tweeting and clipping <laughs> highlights and watching oh, yeah. games and updating live scores and all that fun stuff. And, and don't forget when, when some media guy is sitting next to you at Colorado College, he keeps throwing questions at you. That makes yeah. it even harder. That's right. So not only am I watching <laughs> games on my laptop, I'm watching a live game in person and I have a media member, you know, chewing my ear off next to me. <laughs> oh, got it. Jeez. Oh, oh Michael. Uh, but, but that – that brings me to my next question, though, Paul. Are you are you coming to the the frozen faceoff? Uh, I, I I got Scott's credential request. I, I did. I I wish I could figure that out. I, I wish I could figure <laughs> that out. I honestly, if I got to go through flying through Orlando or <laughs> or Nashville or Atlanta to get to Minneapolis, I don't know. Uh, I can start looking into that this week and, and, and see what kind of deals I can get. But uh, it's it's a Delta hub in the Twin Cities, so check on Delta. Okay, I will. I will uh, <laughs> not. To don't, don't, don't you think you should be up there, uh, Scott? I, I think he should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I already I already told him that next weekend, um, he, not this coming one, but the following one, he's going to have to go to West Point because Air Force and West Point, uh, and that's not too far from him. So we'll we'll, we'll get him on the roll somewhere. But yeah, that yeah. The same weekend? No, that's no, the weekend not. before. Oh. Ours is ours is the same weekend that all the championship games would be. Oh, yeah, we're looking to send me to you. It'd be the same. It'd be the same weekend. It'd be the same weekend as Atlanta Cockies championship. <laughs> I wouldn't send him to. I don't care if Air Force makes it. We'll just listen to Frank and and watch it. If Air, if Air Force uh, makes the title game, I give you permission to go to uh, the the AHA championship. <laughs> Otherwise, I expect oh. to see you in St. Paul. Uh, there you go. Your name is Paul, after all. I mean, Paul should be in St. Paul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go. Good one, Michael. Good one. <laughs> we'll start looking uh, into that, though. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be there. Uh, hopefully, my credential will work for the awards because I'd love to be there for that. You know that. Uh, yeah, it should, should be good. We're, we're, we're trying to limit it a little bit. Typically, it's a little more open to anyone, um, but I think we'll, we'll be able to squeeze you in, Scott. I love it. I love it. All right. It's going to be a big, big weekend to end the regular season. Uh, I'm going to be with uh, Denver and Colorado College, obviously. And then uh, after after it's all said and done on, on Saturday night, Sunday morning, 
we'll figure out the quarterfinal matchups. And man, oh man, St. Cloud and, and Duluth sounds like a great matchup. Colorado College and Denver sounds like a great matchup. I don't know if there's a bad one, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if we can get some rivalry matchups. I can tell you, uh, kind of, uh, it'd be nice from an NCHC travel standpoint, too, because it makes the travel a heck of a lot easier, not having to book flights if uh, CC just has to take a bus up the road and uh, oh, yeah. St. Cloud and uh, Duluth, one way or the other, take a bus to the other. So we, we wouldn't mind the uh, proximity if, if that's how it uh, worked out either. All right. Well, keep keep that Penrose Cup warm just in case you got to take it up to Denver on Saturday night. That's right. North Dakota's got, like we talked about, North Dakota's got some tough games in Omaha, so nothing yep. nothing is uh, locked in. It's still very much up for grabs. Michael, thanks so much for your time. Uh, hopefully hopefully, I'm going to get down there and we're going to get a few more bees thrown at us because uh, we haven't gotten that done since I've gotten down here. And uh, I have to go take care of some business at um, – uh, Air Force sometime this week. So who knows? You may see me at your doorstep. All right. Well, uh, keep me posted, Scott. If, if not before <laughs> uh, if not before the end of the season, we'll definitely have some time after the season to unwind and uh, get some bees and beers. <laughs> Love nice. it. Love it. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you, Michael. it. Have a good one, guys. My pleasure. Good night. All right. That's the uh, Associate Commissioner of the NCHC, Paul. The Associate right. Commissioner. Michael Weisman, we I'm thank so him for uh, for spending some time with us. Uh, I just had to throw that out there. That was that was too much fun, and it was too easy, by the way. Uh, we'll be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv.
broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, NCHC hockey fans, independent hockey fans, Atlantic hockey fans. We are here for you. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our Sunday night staple. Um, Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. And Paul, uh, every time Michael comes on, he's just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> he just knows everything. Well, uh, and, and you tried to stump him a couple of times, and uh, and he didn't bite. He just uh, well, he said, you know, we'll work on it. I, I wasn't necessarily trying to stump him. I was just asking uh, questions to pop into my head, and and and, and, and oh, that's and, scary. Don't don't ask all of those. Well, listen. It's, <laughs> They're usually very lonely, so it doesn't uh, <laughs> require much to, to, you know, it's got plenty of space. Uh, no, it's just, you know, he gives us information we don't really get from 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 our other guests because he works at things from the from a conference standpoint and, and kind of knows how things go from that perspective. And we don't really get a lot of that. You know, we get team guests and, and, and other media members and, and, and things of that nature. But uh, he gives us information that we really don't have access to with anybody else that we bring. Yeah, absolutely true. And he is 100% correct. Uh, the NCHC is crazy, and it is the best conference in college hockey, as will be represented when five or possibly six teams get into the NCAA tournament. I'm going to make that bold prediction right now. Five oh. or six will get in. Um, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. All right. They already have five in the top 11. So you are really going out on a limb there, boy. Let me tell you. Well, you're the one that told me how close this pairwise stuff is. So I'm not taking any chances. Um, But, but like I said, I want to keep hope alive for, uh, for our friends down in Colorado college. It's simple. It's simple. Coach Mayotte, if you're listening, it's really simple. You have to knock off Denver uh, in the best of three. Then you got to win the frozen faceoff, and you're in. Forget yeah, what all. your record is. You you got the automatic bid. Yeah, that's automatic all. bid. Automato. <laughs> Listen, all you all you have to do is is uh, basically win a best of five uh, from Denver. If that's who you end up playing, and that's the interesting part about a couple of these matchups or the possible matchups. Um, Duluth and St. Cloud could end up playing five games in a row. The same thing with Denver and CC, uh, assuming they stay where they are in the standings. And and don't like you know if Duluth doesn't pass Western Michigan, uh, it's pretty much. Uh, well, it's not even. I mean, if there are no sweeps. And there aren't always a lot of sweeps in the NCHC. Um, you could see basically what five games in a row for Denver and CC, and you could see five games in a row for Duluth and St. Cloud, which would also include or wouldn't include those two Tuesday matchups that they had to play uh, due to COVID reasons. Right, uh, man, oh man, those two teams are gonna really not like each other by the end of the uh, year if it if it turns out that way. Pretty sure they don't like each other now. 
<laughs> yeah, you're you're probably pretty right on that. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's the way it plays out. Uh, I'll give you the NCHC standings real quick. North Dakota, fifty-one points. Uh, Denver at forty-seven. Western Michigan, thirty-seven. Minnesota Duluth, thirty-four. St. Cloud, thirty-two. Omaha, twenty-eight. Colorado College, 18, Miami, 17. There still is room for movement up and down that conference. It is absolutely crazy. We know where uh, where the uh, Air Force Falcons are going to be in two weeks. They're going to be at West Point to take on Army. And uh, we know that uh, our other team, unfortunately, Arizona State, will not be participating in the NCAA tournament this year. But they do have two games left with LIU. Uh, to close out and close down Oceanside Ice Arena for NCAA hockey. Well, listen, you you know, they want to win those. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody wants to win when they play, right? But you want to finish 500. You don't want to have a below 500 record. So you to win those last two games to have that 500 record. Yeah, and as you brought up to me today, LIU headed to Alaska for two games this weekend and then coming to Arizona State for two more games. So that's quite a road trip for them as well. Well, at least they got it in the right order. They're 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 gonna yeah. go play Alaska first, and then melt and defrost uh, after they're done uh, up there uh, for uh, for their two games next weekend. Uh, head down to Tempe after I assume they're gonna go straight to to Tempe. I yeah, one would imagine. assume when you're already out there, you might as well just stay yeah, on the I, West Coast. I can't even imagine uh, going from, from Fairbanks back here to, to Long Island and then turning around two or three days later and getting right back on the plane and head to Sky Harbor. So uh, I have to assume that uh, they're just going to make it a, a straight trip to end the season. And uh, I, I assume they'll leave uh, Sunday morning to Fairbanks and go hang out in Tempe for, for, for a week. Uh, it's supposed to be in the 75 and 80 degree range. And uh, they can sign me up for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, that's, that's what's going on. Uh, Air Force uh, will have uh, the week off. Um, exciting times because uh, I'm at- attempting and hoping um, that I'm able to get down to uh, Air Force this week. They've promised me Alex Schilling for a sit-down, which is, it would be fantastic. I've got so many questions yep. for that kid. And uh, also, I'm going to visit with Chad Demers and uh, and just talk about uh, how things are going for Chad. I saw him and his family um, briefly in the, uh, the Air Force, um, uh, I guess, parents' room, for lack of a better yeah, term. Know, you were there, I'm not. Yeah, it, it was really cool. So happy for uh, for Chad that th- seems to be going pretty well for him, but we'll get uh, the word from him when I sit down and do a feature. I do also want to throw out, if you're missing uh, some features, get to Ice Time uh, SW at YouTube, our YouTube channel, and check out the two interviews I did this weekend with uh, Oregon and uh, UCLA. One of them will be an ACHA D1 program next year. The other one is hoping in the next few years. But, um, man, oh, man, the growth of hockey in the West, Paul, it is on fire. The Great Pacific Hockey Conference. I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm ready for it. Let's go. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it's coming soon. I mean, uh, the stuff that we got out of uh, Oregon was fantastic. And like I told you, uh, UCLA a little farther behind, but man, the energy is there. This is the first time that a California team has made it as far at the M2 tournament as uh, UCLA did. And uh, Loyola Marymount was also there, but um, yeah, unfortunately it ended for both of those teams uh, at Westminster this weekend. Um, but you know what? You got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to, you know, you, you don't start building a building in the penthouse. You start in the, uh, 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 on in the foundation and you start on the ground level. Yeah. On the ground level. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so that's what's happening this weekend. I'll be uh, Friday night at uh, Colorado College, Saturday night at Magnus Arena, and a couple more senior nights to get out of the way. Uh, that they won't be um, just one person like they were at Air Force, but nope. that one person, Alex Schilling. Congratulations, buddy. That was. Uh, that was a fantastic uh, performance on your senior night. Nice to meet your mom and dad as well, and uh, I can see uh, where you where you got your uh, your poise from because mom and dad were pretty poised as well. Take it away, my friend. Well, I, I was going to say it, it. It it was it was a great night, and and I'm sure that uh, in in a, in, a, in a way, uh, it's kind of fitting that uh, uh, that uh, he had his own night. Yeah, absolutely. On and off the ice. Yeah. So, um, by the way, uh, you know, if you like what you hear, please tell your friends. Uh, you know, um, I know there were, might have been some technical difficulties a few days ago. Go back and uh, download anything that you missed, uh, which would have been that Great West College Hockey Podcast that you had all the coaches on Wednesday night. Uh uh, yeah, that was that was good. That it it was the 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 uh, podcast was down for uh, Friday. Yeah, okay. well, I just want to make sure that pe so. if people missed yeah. it, they went go back and download it. And oh yeah, you can okay. download everything. Just go back anywhere you get your podcast. Right. Um, so do that, and uh, like I said, tell your friends about us. Review the whole routine, um, and uh, help us grow while we grow the game. So from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live. On the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network, brought to you by Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. At 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. On the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Unit Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. 
Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how to see your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Buy Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And buy M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done as usual, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to the Associate Commissioner of the NCHC, Michael Weissman. And um, Paul, it's more hockey. It's just getting more exciting by the minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're getting to the big time of the year, right? I mean, this basically, is, this is the playoffs. This uh, is it. This as, week as... With, with the <laughs> NCHC schedule and just – you know, it's Denver and CC playing home and home, uh, North Dakota at Omaha, Duluth at St. Cloud, Miami at Western Michigan. And you have the same thing going on uh, in Hockey East where uh, UMass and BC are playing a home and home. Merrimack is playing Northeastern a home and home. And Northeastern has an extra game. And you got Lowell <laughs> and New Hampshire, uh, Vermont and UConn, BU and, at Maine. And all these games make a difference, A, in the pairwise, and, and B, the conference tournaments. So it's yeah, all and, over the place. And before somebody yells, yeah, I think St. Cloud State is playing at Duluth this weekend. Um, I only went by what I saw on the uh, – Oh, maybe not. Maybe maybe, maybe – Various websites. I yeah, maybe you're correct. Uh, I, thought they were, I thought they were at Amsoil this weekend, but they could oh, be yeah, in St. Are. Cloud. Okay. I, looked, I, I had it backwards. Okay. So okay. you'll yell at me. That's okay. 